You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're going to continue what we were doing yesterday, talking about laws, principles, blah, 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 but in the political arena. So, recap of yesterday. We said that laws cannot be broken. You can only break yourself against laws, right? You cannot break laws. They will break you. (laughs) That is why there are laws. There are pillars, principles, immovable. They don't shift. They are there to be there. So when you go against them, you are going against what cannot be destroyed. So you will be destroyed in the process, right? And we said that it's God that put these laws in nature. Take gravity, for instance. The only way you can defy gravity is by operating a higher law. Both of them are laws, but that's a higher law that allows it to, how I put it, cheat this other law, the law of lift. You get? But the moment you decide to jump out of that aircraft in the air, guess what? Gravity will be waiting for you. Gravity respects no person, respects no religion, respects no age, respects not gender, respects not your political affiliations. Gravity just works. That is how laws are. And so, as we said and we've been saying, it is wisdom to align yourself with laws. Why? Because it's not just that they are laws. They are also God's wisdom, right? The reason why they are crystallized into laws, they are principles, they are God's wisdom. You understand? Aha. Uh-huh. Through wisdom, a house is built. So the Bible says, by wisdom, you know, a house is built. So... That just means that you build <laughs> you build on wisdom. You, you don't build on sentiment. You don't build on emotion. You don't build on how you feel, right? You build on wisdom. You build, you know, following principles. Proverbs 24 verse 3, Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it's established. Are you seeing that? Through wisdom, a house is built by understanding it is what? Established. So we establish ourselves in the wisdom of God. So yesterday we said we can look into nature and study God's wisdom. We can see the way he did things, the way he arranged and organized things, organized life, put things in place. We can study that and then apply those same principles to our lives and we will see success. Right? Uh Uh-huh. There are many principles, there are many, many rules. There's, for example, sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. This, that, 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 that. So many of them, right? Uh-huh. So, today we're going to be looking at God's wisdom for governance, God's wisdom for rulership, right? I'm just going to be looking at two texts of scripture, just two texts, just to give you a very good example of this wisdom, the fact that um, you can find God's wisdom all over the scriptures. And that's why there are some people who are biblical motivational speakers, that is, they look all through scriptures for these nuggets of wisdom and apply it, and then people pay money to come. You understand? So, it's it's powerful. It's very, very powerful. Now, look at Matthew chapter 20, right? Matthew 20. 
So the story goes like this. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshipping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your kingdom. But just said to them, We know not what you don't know what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I shall be baptized with? Right? Now, how do we know what he's talking about when we say drink the cup? Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, uh, can you take this cup away from me? Right? That, uh, that cup is actually the cup of suffering. That, that cup is actually the cup of suffering. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a nice cup. It's a cup of what? Of suffering. So, in other words, he's telling them here that, look, he says, you want them to sit on my left or my right hand. You want them to be exalted with me. It says, but are they willing to go through what I am going to go through? Right? Are they willing to drink of it and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? Then they said unto him, we are able. And he said to them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized with. That means you will go through it. But to sit on my right hand on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to whom it is prepared for by my father. And when the ten headed, they were moved with anger against the two brethren. But Jesus called and said to them, We know that the, gen- the princes of the Gentiles, the rulers of the Gentiles, exercise dominion over them. That means, another version says that they lord it over their, the people that they, they rule. It says, And they that are great exercise authority over them. That is, they rule them brutally. That is, their authority is about dominion or domineering how will i put this in english is trying to feel me you understand the authority is more of subduing people more of putting people under their feet subjugation you understand rules that is the that is what their rulership is about in other words what am i in power for i'm in power to tell you what to do to command you you understand to to get drunk on this ability to just tell people what to do you understand and control their lives that is what the gentiles do see that so it says he said this is what the gentiles do verse 26 but it shall not be so among you but whosoever will be great among you let him be your servant and whoever will be chief among you let him be your servant even as the son of man came not to be ministered to or to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many are you seeing that jesus says something very profound very very profound he says the reason for power is to serve the reason for authority is to serve the reason you will ever be set over any set of people for anything is to serve them in other words jesus explained that the office of a politician or the office of a ruler is service the reason why people rise into power the reason why people become heads over others is to serve is to serve is to serve right you know he repeats this thing when he talks about the bible when he says that the head, husband is the head of the wife right uh-huh. he, te- he tells the husband right let me see this Ephesians 5 verse 23 for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body so he tells you that Christ if you follow this principle you see that the husband is the head of the wife, Christ is the head of the church, now he's, and he is the savior of the body. So, in other words, he likens the headship of the husband 
you know, to the wife, to Christ, to the church. He now adds that Christ is what the savior of the body. So if you go back to the husband, why is the husband the head of the wife? Because he's the savior of the wife. In other words, he is the source. He is the he is one responsible. Do you get? He saves the wife. That is his headship. That is his authority. The reason why he's in authority, he's in charge, is because his authority is to give him power to shield the other person. Are you seeing that? Yeah. Is to make decisions that will benefit the other person. Then in Acts 25, it says, Husbands, love your wife even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So what does the head do? The husband, the, the head loves. You see that? The head loves. The head gives itself. Did you see that? You now come back to... Um, that's Matthew 20, verse 28. It says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be saved, but to serve and to give his life. Are you seeing that? As a ransom for many. Are you seeing that? So, Jesus here, you get, gives the wisdom for leadership. He gives the wisdom for rulership. That the moment you're supposed to be in rulership or leadership or whatever it is, it is to serve. It is to be the one who um, how do I put it? Because when we look at service like or, or serving someone or being served as oh I'm the one enjoying and everybody's just giving me what I want. Everyone's just doing what I want. No. No, actually it's the other way around. You are the one that is supposed to be serving them. You are supposed to use that. You have been given a privilege, you understand, to actually help people. To actually be at their feet. <laughs> are you seeing that? That's, that's what it is. You see what... So, you realize that this theme runs through everything that Jesus calls leadership. Every form of headship. So, why is Christ the head of the church? He's not the head of the church just because he wants to tell us what to do. No, he's head of the church because he wants to serve us. He already served us by... He says he came and gave his life as a ransom for many. He served us. That means, you know, there's this book called Leaders It Last, which is very powerful. That the, the name will... Is very powerful. Leaders eat last. Like leaders are supposed to be last. Leaders are supposed to be the ones who make the most sacrifices. You understand? A leader leads from the front. That is, is not a leader doesn't stand back and send everyone else to go. No, a leader sets the example. A leader leads from the front. A leader inspires others. A leader serves others. And you look at Christ when he came. You understand? This is God in you know the flesh yet what's he doing he's going from place to place he goes and he lays hands on the you know the leper the infectious people he you understand he goes like the guy is serving he's serving and then comes and dies a a painful and shameful death that is service so (laughs) that is leadership that is leadership so you see christ comes and gives us the pattern the pattern is wisdom now let me say this to you eh, that every single you see this wisdom here this wisdom here is so strong and so powerful it is it, it becomes a principle it's it's a wisdom it's a principle it's a law that's leadership is service check any kind of position of leadership where this principle is not applied you see tyranny you see corruption you see dictatorship things don't go well check the country you are in you will see that this is the problem finish when people don't see leadership as an opportunity to serve, but they see it as an opportunity to amass things for themselves and command people and be drunk on power, then that is where they actually miss it. 
It's a principle. So you can say, I hate the Bible. I hate God. You know, but the funny thing is that the people that hate the Lord, they, they want this kind of leadership. They want this kind of leadership. They want this kind of governance. You cannot, this is a principle. You will only break yourself against it. Yeah, check the check history. Check. I dare you, check every nation. Everywhere. Every every organization. Every place. Every family. You understand where the head does not see leadership as responsibility. Because you have to realize that the reason for the power is entrusted to you. Power, authority proceeds from responsibility. You get. Why is there a leader of a country? Because why is he given so much power? Because he's he's given that right so that there are certain things he can do. There are certain ways he can serve. You understand what I'm saying? Because everyone knows that you cannot, every man in a community cannot be the head. One person has to, you know, command the others. But they are saying, okay, you command on our behalf. We give you this authority to command on our behalf. You understand? That is to do things for us. There are many things that we would like to, we have plenty of opinions, plenty of ideas, plenty of whatever. Your own job is to be in front there, you understand? Analyze the things that we want. You know, represent us there. Analyze what we want and then serve us. Take, take you know, decisive actions. Serve us properly. That is what you are there for. <laughs> But look at the countries. Look at look at the countries. Look at the world. The world is in a mess because this wisdom is ignored. It's ignored. It's true. It's ignored. Look at leaders like Nelson Mandela, right? Look at some people like Gandhi. You know, these are people that, you know, you you know that these people they they led exemplary lives when it came to this. That is, they they led people, and you know, another thing you realize that. You realize something that the moment, the moment you begin to imbibe this, even if no one has appointed you leader, eventually you will lead people. The moment you begin to see your life as a drink offering that others, that you're supposed to live a life that will benefit and serve others. You, the moment you begin to see your life like that, and then you begin to serve people in several capacities. It could be in, um, in the church, it could be in at your workplace, it could be wherever. But the moment you begin to gather people to to bless them, to empower them, you understand? You begin to help them grow and all that stuff. You begin to think of them first. You begin to love them. You begin to give your... You know, remember it's just said I, to give his life as a ransom for many. In other words, he, the way you live your life will benefit many other people. The moment you begin to do that, I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time. That is a law, is a principle that will attract men to you before you know it, you begin to lead. You begin to lead. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, you begin to lead. It, it's a principle. It cannot be broken. You understand? It can be broken. So, you see this very, very critically. And this is also how you pick leaders. It's how you pick leaders because one, one problem we also have is that <laughs> many times we just pick leaders, people who someone just runs and comes to tell us, I will buy, I will make the price of yeah, I'm cheap. Hey, Baba, I will make the price of rice cheap. I will reduce your price. I will make sure your children go to school. And people just lose their heads. Like, okay. But you look at the man, what is the track record of his achievements? What has he done? What is the track record of service? Where has he served? You understand? In what capacity? What has he actually done prior to this point? You should have no political power that has not served over a, has not had a career of service. You understand? In other sectors of, 
of governance or power or whatever or you know of the economy he must have served he must have a you know this is leaders also solve problems they must have a problem solving record a service record oh i served in this capacity i served in this capacity i served you know and i did a good job here i did a good job there there must be a track record so that when the person comes up i want to run for president i want to run for this you look very well many times we don't look into the past because how are you going to know what the person do in the future if you don't if you don't look at their past there must be lots of competence you understand in service are you seeing that <laughs> Yeah, this, these are just basics. This, this is just the wisdom of God. It's just God's wisdom. It's just because, you know, we're looking at the word, but you can even study and, and just see that in nature. Service is what gets the job done. <laughs> you get that? Now, I want to also, you know, move on to another text of scripture. You understand? Let's not, let's not flog this. It's not a dead horse yet, you know, but let's let's go flog another horse, right? So, Look at this one in Deuteronomy because this one we just read was from the mouth of Jesus. This one is from the mouth of Moses. Deuteronomy 17 verse 14. When you are come to the land which the Lord your God will give you and shall possess and shall dwell therein and shall say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are about me, you shall in any wise set him king over you whom the Lord your God shall choose. Alright? And then there are several things that begin to happen. This is specifically for Israel, right? And this is not exactly a this is not a democracy. So there are differences, but there are principles here that you can observe and realize that when leaders don't have these things, then there's an issue. So it says, Whom the Lord your God shall choose. In other words, I want you to notice something. Whom the Lord your God shall choose. So to me, not to me, look at it there. God has a say in who becomes, or God is interested in who rules the country. Look at that. But notice that it is not based, uh, we are basing this on principles, that there are principles that should be present. When those principles are present in a leader, then, you know, we can actually, we can we can know that God's heart will be with that person. We can know that God won't mind that person ruling. Because these are principles, look at this. One, from among your brethren shall you set king over you that you may not set a stranger over you which is not your brother. So, the first thing in the nation is what? <laughs> that you may set someone that is part, you know, if it's Nigeria, it should be a Nigerian. <laughs> Do you understand? If it's Nigeria, it should be a Nigerian. Yeah, that's the first thing. If, you know, some, one of your brethren, right? You get. Don't set a stranger over you, someone who doesn't know the nation, who is not passionate about the nation, and all that stuff. Verse 16, But he shall not multiply horses to himself. So, here we are seeing that he must not be a person that goes into that office for greed. And how will you know that? Because of his track record. Because of his past. You can know the person, what the person will do in the future, but what he's been doing in the past. He shall not multiply horses to himself. That is, he's not entering power to, to amass, to amass, to amass. You understand? To amass. Horses, you know, in those days were for battle. And, I mean, they were economic strength. You know, the more horses you had and all that, the more... You know, pump, let me put it like that. Ha. So, it says, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. Right? Egypt, in a sense, will symbolize idolatry. God rescued them from Egypt. Do you understand? Ha. From slavery, from bondage. So, it says, it says, um, so he says, he shall not cause people to return to Egypt to the end that he should multiply horses. You understand? So I think there's even more to this text. That's the truth. To the end, I should multiply horses. Okay, there's more to that text, but I'll pass it. I'll pass it. 
Now, there's more to that text actually. But what I'm seeing is more. There's a connection between uh, she multiply horses and return to Egypt. Okay. Now, verse 17. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself. So first of all, let me let's even go back to the whole idea of multiplying horses. Multiplying horses, in other words, you're in office for what you can get. Whenever you are in that, you're not there to serve and you're just there for what you can get. It corrupts the office. It corrupts the office because you will not be, you're not there for the people you are there for yourself. That is counter, you know, productive. That is counterintuitive. That is counter to the reason why the office, office was established. Are you seeing that? Ha. Uh-huh. So anybody who is greedy, anybody who has the track record of that should not even be considered for office. This is how people vote. This is how you vote. You, you do your research. People don't do their research. Just go to rallies or campaign. Just go on TV. The person says, I will do that. And everyone has to shout. You know, what is the person's track record? Do you understand? So, it says, not cause the people to return to Egypt. Okay? Aha. Uh-huh. So, basically that affects his greed. Actually affects the state of the nation. Now, let's move on. Verse 17. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself. That his heart turn not away, neither shall he greatly multiply. So look at this. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. You know, God actually said this to the kings that they should not go after many women or many wives. And especially women from other nations, that their hearts were going to turn away from God. Solomon did this. Solomon did this. Very good example. Solomon did this. So uh, so when a a how what's my what's the word? When a ruler is a womanizer, you understand. When he has too many women, he doesn't have his house in check. And the truth is that he will not be in a sound state to rule a nation when he has too many women. It's because women, look at this. He says, the reason is that it's what? That his heart turn not away. Do you get? They will turn it secret because you need to understand that human beings are subject to influence. If you ever, if you are married or you know people that are married, you will know that they are, for example, a husband and wife. The wife has a lot of influence over the husband, and the husband has a lot of influence over the wife. There are many before you get married. Okay, let me use myself. Before I got married, there are many things I'll say, hey, I beg, I'm doing that. Many decisions I took on my own. The moment I got married, <laughs> guess what? My wife now has a very huge say in a lot of things I do. So many things that I want to do, she has influence. She has influence. She has influence. You know. So when you have several women. The truth is that you will not, your head will not be correct. The way they are, they can turn your heart in different directions, especially away from the Lord. Are you seeing that? So there is a problem with that. So when you see, and you notice that things you look, you will see this, you will see these things in rulers, many rulers. Right? Look at this. Neither shall he greatly multiply for himself silver and gold, right? Uh-huh. So he should not be there for his own benefit. <laughs> he should not have bank accounts in Switzerland with the country's money inside. You should not take the money that we are supposed to use to build a road and pocket it. You get. Uh-huh. You should not say that rats and monkeys and, diff- and snakes are swallowing money. You are supposed to you know, be accountable. These are principles you know, from God. Godly principles. When these things are absent from a leader, you are looking at a wolf. You are not looking at someone that came to serve you. Right? Okay? It says, um, And it shall be when he sits upon the throne of his kingdom. Now, let me even backtrack. When he says, um, he says, you shall choose one from among your brethren. I want to say this. If you want, you can apply this in a sense. For example, Christians. A Christian should not vote a non-Christian into power. He shouldn't. The reason is because 
you know, not just non-Christian, but there are these other things. The reason is because I said it, your brethren, you know, a person usually will have the interest of where he comes from. You need to understand that. He usually will have the interest of where he comes from. I'm talking about a Christian who also has sense. So there are many Christians in power who also do not have the interest of godly things, you know, in mind. But then I'm just showing you from scripture the things that are here. So now um, let's move on. So it says, um, and it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him write him a copy of this law in a book of that which is before the priests and Levites. And it shall be with him and he shall read therein in all the days of his life that he may be able to learn the fear of the Lord his God to keep all the words of the law and the statutes to do them. In other words, this person should have a habit, you understand, of having God's word before him. He must have a habit, a lifestyle of 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 staying on God's word. He must be kept accountable to God's word. Do you understand? He must be kept accountable to God's word. Now, there are ways that this can happen in today's world. One is surrounding yourself with people who are godly. A leader must surround himself with godly men. Do you understand? And the second one is also he himself or herself should also be able to, what's the word? To have a continuous habit of going back to God's word. Should be studious. You get now in today's world do you always see all these in one place most likely not <laughs> most likely not but i mean let's move on so verse 20 that his heart not be lifted above so look at this so part of the reason why he says that he must have the law and all that he said that his heart may not be lifted up above his brethren and that he may not turn aside from the commandments so first of all you know something that pride bible says pride comes before a fall right now power can also make you proud that's another problem with politics and, and, and getting into power. Pride can make, or power can make you proud. In other words, your heart to be lifted up because of, I mean, think about it. If you just, just being class captain alone in school, sometimes it can make you proud. Why? Because you see the amount of power. You know what you can do to your mates if they don't fall in line. That thing can make you haughty, make you proud. So you can imagine being president, being governor, being senator, being ah, over districts and everything, being local government chairman. Ah, uh, you know, it can if you're not careful, it can get into your head. Therefore, you now see that humility is a very strong virtue that should be present in anybody who is going to run for office. So it says that his heart may not be lifted up above his brethren. Now notice it says above his brethren. And notice that he makes that king or ruler he still called like among his brethren. In other words, you are brothers. So the fact that I'm in this office is we're still brothers. Do you get what I'm saying? We're not I'm not higher than you. And this is what you need to realize. That just because the person is in power does not mean he's higher than you. He's still accountable to people. We are the ones that empowered the person, put the person there. We're not the person is not higher than us. The person is is on our level. Do you understand what I'm saying? The person is on our level. The person is not higher. The person is on our level. You get very important thing to, you know, this is the mindset, and that's the mindset that the person in power must have. I'm just a servant here. Do you understand? <laughs> Which is why, you know, it's because of things like this that um that many people that advocate that a political office should be less glamorous. You understand? As much as there should be honor for it to a person that serves, but there should be things there that also make that without, for example, no, let me leave it there, beg. <laughs> let me leave it there. Let me don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So I shall not turn aside from okay, so and he shall not turn aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom here and his children in the midst of Israel. Okay, so basically, this was meant for Israel, but there are principles that you can apply. 
And when we do not elect people based on some of these things we are seeing here, we, we have ourselves to blame. You understand? We have ourselves to blame. Okay, so this is just a very typical example of how principles, how the rules, God's principles and rules, right? As I said, you cannot break them. You can only break yourself against them. So the wisdom is, okay, I want to do something. I want to, you know, I want to vote. I want to, you actually go do your research. Do your research. Do your independence research. Check the person. Now, who is this person? What has this person achieved? Is this person competent? You understand? Can this person serve? What is the person's track record? There are things you look out for. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Okay, so that is it for today. Um, I believe you've been blessed. You must have been blessed. Uh, therefore, share with somebody. That is what you do when you are blessed. Share with somebody. Glory to God. So, guys, take care. I will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sn pst.essien see you there